Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace, and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. In the last episode, we were discussing detachment okay. and how that helps us rewire ourselves for new relationships, healthy relationships, 5D relationships, just different, right? Okay. And the one thing that you described detachment as was acting without consideration of outcomes and expectations. Okay. And that was basically, just basically do what you want when you want in really the way that you want. Yeah. My issue at the time that we were discussing was... But there's this huge idea that we'll run out of time. Yeah, right? I do remember that. That's all well and good because actually it's a really fun way to live. Like you do whatever you want, whenever you want to do it, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Like how freeing, how nice. You can really learn new ways of being. And mm-hmm. that's exactly how we get out of our karma. That's how we then create the world afterwards. It makes sense, right? Yeah. Otherwise, what would be the point of getting out of our karma if we weren't going to learn valuable skills, right? Amen. Of the skills. But then we have time because for me... That's the one thing that was kind of niggling in the back of my head. And the one thing I think that kind of niggles in my head generally mm-hmm. as well a little bit yeah. is that, okay, You great. and many people, you know, we're always running up against time, you know, we're too late, we're too early, we're too, 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 like, you know, it's, but it's rarely ever a quote unquote on time scenario. That was a hundred percent my experience in my karma. Like it definitely yeah. ruled, time ruled me and it was a huge proponent of my kind of not good enough story as yeah, well, right? Exactly. Like, it's 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 one of the ways in which we are tortured. Yeah, because if you karma. think about it, if you break it at, break it down, on one side I was too late for everything I thought I wanted. Mm-hmm. On the other side, I was genuinely just late for meetings and everything. Like I was always late. Yeah. You know? And then on the other side though, there was not enough time because I was ticking closer to death without actually having realized anything that I actually wanted to realize in my world. Mm -hmm. And then if you kind of expand it out to this kind of spiritual idea, when you talk about how we're here for our purpose and all the rest of it, I wasn't living my purpose. So I thought, oh my goodness, I'm here and I'm never going to end up doing it. Maybe actually my purpose, my fate, my destiny, my all of it Mm -hmm. is to be some kind of sacrificial lamb and like horror story that other people are like oh okay well your cautionary not do tale it. yeah yeah better not do it that way but i've no i have actually noticed that once i just started following my heart and making decisions from that space i wasn't as worried about time anymore and i was actually forced to actually make some choices around it right okay like like what? i was very clear to myself that i wanted to have a lot of fun experiences mm-hmm. and if that meant that i wasn't necessarily going to settle down tomorrow that was mm-hmm. okay I didn't want to miss out on those experiences first. Yeah, fair. Or, for example, I stopped being as late for things. I'd actually get on time I for mean, things. that's honestly probably one of the most amazing things to have come out of your, like, <laughs> end of karma, end of ego life. Is, like, I mean, I'm still a bit are... late, but, like, seven minutes instead of, like, 25. It's actually even better than that, to be honest. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's nice to know. Because yeah. when we're no longer subject to our karma, time becomes... It transforms into... It, the agents of our hearts, right? So that's why we did time the clock of our heart. That episode in season two, I think, or three or four. I don't know one of them. Yeah, exactly. Like one of yeah. the earlier karmic mm. episodes was definitely about like how you can develop and partner and work with time, so you can achieve your full heart's desire, so that there's always enough time. Which mm. is why once you have cleared out all the karmic clutter, 
and your ego is no longer setting up all these traps, right? Yeah, oh, married at 30, you know, then millionaire by 40. Suddenly, the thing that matters to you most in that moment, which is to show up for your friend, it gets you there. It's really that simple. And it's not, ironically, and when we're talking about in these previous episodes about the things we're hardwired for and how we have to kind of like unwire to rewire and shit, time is actually the thing that believe it or not, doesn't require that once you've broken out of. No, it just it just sometimes happens. It's just very weird. Yeah. You just have enough time. Yeah. Just to add quickly here, because I feel like I'm sure we're going to go and unravel all of this anyway. But <laughs> yeah. when we spoke about time in terms of our karma mm-hmm. and in terms of after that, the one thing that time does is it keeps us moving forward. So it keeps us on our evolution. So effectively time in that space connects us from one moment to the next. Yes. Right? Very true. Yeah. But when you're really in the present, what then happens? When we're in higher consciousness plus. And funny thing is, as we go into this later bit of the season, it's no longer just higher consciousness, is it? Oh, look, you're in 5D, higher consciousness, yay. It's higher consciousness plus. Which is what? It is when you've reached higher consciousness and you're living fully from your fate. Okay. Okay. So you're not in that early stage of fate, which is what we were discussing several episodes ago. This is where you're cruising. You're kind of in like cruise mode. And how do you know when you're in that? That sense of unfolding and ease just becomes such a given all the time. And purpose just kind of really is, again, a given and not requiring much thought. So when you're in that place, time actually stops mattering, which is interesting. Is this this multidimensional thing you were talking about? No, it's not even about being multidimensional. It's just about rendering time irrelevant. Okay. Okay. Yeah, which is really interesting. It no longer matters and i think when they use the term matter right it just ceases to be real when when whenever guidance uses matter it's like it's always a twofold thing right Mm. as in made of matter okay as in real so it doesn't impact you at all not at all not at all so if i called you at one in the morning i was like let's record you'd be cool with it well yeah if you could wake me up (laughs) (laughs) yeah because the sun the moon the seasons clocks like they really all the ways in which we've measured time cease to matter because you're living from your fullest fate. So all those goalposts that we had set up in our destinies and all those, like even those like initial junctures when you're like, when you're supposed to meet your partner and when you're going to like hit a career milestone and stuff like that, they're not about time anymore. What are they about then? Um, preparedness. What does that mean? Yeah, I know, right? I'm like, of all the words, I felt I felt like that one was like really boring. Is it like you're ready for it? Because that feels quite old school. Yeah, right? Trust me. I was aware of that when the word came out and I was like, well, Rhea's not going to like this. No, she's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not. So when we're in our karma, it's more about that, right? Yeah. Like it's the idea that we're making choices to reinforce that we're realizing, as in making real, that we are good enough. Because honestly, if you'd asked me uh, like... The whole way through my karma, I would have told you I was ready for the one. Yeah. And now I'm like, okay, first of all, I wasn't ready for anything. And second mm-hmm. of all, the one's bullshit. So, yeah. but I really believe that. Mm-hmm. So what it like, I, for me, preparedness and readiness is so subjective. Well, our karma is subjective, right? But even out of it, like even out of my karma, there were times where I was just like, oh no, I'm so ready for this next phase of my life, or I'm so ready for the next thing or the next thing. And... I thought I was ready mm-hmm. and it, it felt like I was ready, mm-hmm. but 
I can't say it necessarily happened in, mm-hmm. in that way. And looking back, I'm like, was I ready for, or is it like growth and evolution where we're never really ready because we're never really finished? Hmm. So for me, there's got just a lot around those ideas that feel very sticky. Yeah. Well, preparedness isn't about readiness. As much as it sounds like it is, it has more to do with, are we showing ourselves that we know we're good enough when it comes to our karma? Giving yourself permission to be your most divine expression in that moment, which is just doing whatever the fuck you want to do. Precisely. Which ironically is also how you described detachment in the last episode. With no outcome, no, no. Without the weight of outcomes or expectations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when it comes to higher consciousness plus, when we talk about preparedness, it's about being able to take responsibility for all of our choices in that now moment. It's like there's no better moment for me to do what it is that I desire to do except now, right? Okay, no, that's not what I understood from what you said at all. (laughs) I have to act now. Like this is it. If I want to do something, I do it now. Yeah. And it's not an act of impulse. It's just knowing that this is the only way. Okay, but what what happens in that moment if you're like, actually, I don't want to act right now? Then you don't. It's still an act. The choice to make or not is still an act. But you're just taking the responsibility for the choices you're making. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's full preparedness. So basically preparedness is being able to take responsibility. Mm -hmm. Trying to think if they want to give an example or do we just have to go back and just try again in terms of definitions and they're like we're not going to try again you know what preparedness isn't in karma it's a constant unfolding knowing that every move you make is going to bring you to i'm good enough yep right destiny whether things work out or not it's less important than you just making these choices okay right that move you back towards yourself that okay. proved that you were that proved to yourself that you were fearless, etc. Okay. Yeah. Right now, in higher consciousness plus preparedness has everything to do with I am taking full ownership of my entire life in this very moment. It is as if you can recognize your entire fate map and see that whatever you do, you're still realizing it, realizing it, realizing it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you're owning now. You're owning how now affects the next moment okay and it's as if everything's happening all at once how does that work when you're going to i don't know take a trip yeah three months exactly. time, or <laughs> oh you've got to do our branding next month or you know what i'm not yeah. really clear right now on what i'm going to do this evening but i know it'll unfold and i'll do whatever i'm meant to be doing but i'll find out in a couple of hours that doesn't really seem to be seizing the the now moment exactly exactly i was like my preparedness for my friday i don't know i'm prepared for that moment yes okay fine and so that moment can now happen because I'm taking full responsibility for myself in that moment from okay. now until it is fully realized. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's actually a really and, good example. And, and I got I, to use you. <laughs> you must love it. I'm so happy. And, you know, I'll probably <laughs> experience some magic along the way because I'm owning everything, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe, you know, maybe the trip there will be hassle-free and, yeah. you know, maybe you won't even have to pay for it. Something, You know what I oh, mean? Oh, yeah. Like, I probably brought the ticket, but yeah. But then also, probably all my friends will end up coming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just don't know. And so all it makes But I guess it doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter. So it all, it, then all of that, all the oh, those details that all seem to matter when we're in our karma, who's going to be there? When should I get there? I mean, there? obviously, How it's do I get preferable there? that my friends are there and we all have a nice time together, though. But you have, you have zero connection to that. You have zero skin in that game now you took it all out but somehow the outcome does not depend on them being there 
you're still going to have fun, which was your ultimate goal. Yes, yes. Right? I want to dance till my feet hurt. But the difference is, is that I, in saying it like that, I still have, maybe it's a hope, maybe it's a desire, maybe it's a knowing, maybe it's a faith, maybe it's an inkling of something, I don't know. But I still think, because I can do this by myself, a, I might do, it's a but minor I have a hope, feeling Rhea, it's going to most. end up working out great. Right. It's a minor hope at most, but it actually isn't relevant to how much fun you will have. You made that choice. No. And been... you made it very clear. We can split hairs with you all you want, yeah. but it's actually still the prime example. But how does it work? It's pretty much like the example you gave. So you act or you plan decisively in the now moment. Okay. Right? So even if now, now, now is in this very second in time, isn't going to fully realize the act as in I'm going dancing later today. It's not happening right now. Cue the music, you know. <laughs> it already exists. Because you've made it real. You've willed it into some reality. Okay. By fully acknowledging it, mm. right? You have to acknowledge it fully. It's not some like flash, right? It has to be a full recognition. Okay. And it yeah. can't involve anyone else. No, not at all. So that the period between now and what's to come, right? As in this dance party later, is merely the process of it materializing in physical form. That's how you end up collapsing time. So then, you know? but what's the difference between that and waiting? When you're waiting, you're expecting something else. To, someone else has the power to make it happen. It would be like, rather than you coming in and saying, all right, I'm going to do this, regardless of anyone's doing this or not. I want to go do this. I've made the choice. I'm going to show up. I know how I'm going to get there and I know I'm going to have fun because my end goal is fun. Yeah. Very 5D goal. Another thing is, well, I'm only going to go if so-and-so says they're going to go. I'm only going to go if the host acknowledges that I'm going. I'm only going to make this happen if, you know, if somebody pretty much delivers me to the door. (laughs) Yeah. You have like zero, you have zero intention. You've Uh left it in someone else's or other people's hands. Okay. So how does, how do you do this? Okay. So first, you actually have to be fully living from your fate, right? When you're in tune with your purpose and it's unfolding is pretty much how you know that you're living in your fate. So the second part is that you have to be able to roll with everything that comes. Going back to the example of you and a dance party, you're coming at it from a really basic, I desire this. Yeah. I have this opportunity. I'm owning it. Whoever goes, goes doesn't matter. I'm still going to have fun. Maybe you show up and it's a dud. That's okay. That's not any statement on you, right? Now, if you were in your karma and your ego, you'd take this so fucking personally. Like, oh my God, then this means that I'm never going to be deserving or worthy of a fun dance party. Like, I'm never going to have fun again. Like, that old me would have been like, the universe hates me. Uh, Yeah, I mean, that'd (laughs) probably still be a twinge of that if I got there and it was a dud. (laughs) But ultimately... When you're bringing your full self to something, it's not going to be a dud. You're just going to acknowledge, all right, well, the people hosting this party suck. That's not on me. You know, their job is to throw a good party. My job is to show up and have a good time. Somebody held up their part of the bargain and that was me. Yeah. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Okay. And that is, which is actually a really important distinction, Rhea. We really know that we are the ones holding our end of the bargain. I'm doing everything I said I would. I'm doing everything that I know in my heart I'm capable of doing. That is responsibility. Yeah. Yeah? 
as benign an example as this dance party is, I'm really milking it. And I'm like, yeah, sometimes showing up to some something with the pure intention of having fun and having a good time is enough. And people think that that's just silly. No, but I mean, I mean, I have to say that I've had parties where people have shown up determined to be stuck in their shit all night. And I kind of wish that they didn't show up or they showed up with the intention of having fun. Yeah. That would have made a better party for everyone. So you have to have, so the last bit is that you have to have complete clarity over your purpose. Okay. Yeah. So you have to have a detached relationship to your purpose. What? This? Okay. Yeah. This seems a little left field. Is there any reason why? Because surely your purpose is just your divine expression. So being like shining your light. Mm-hmm. I don't have a detached relationship to my light. I want my light. I'm, I might have a detached relationship to how my light ends up getting sh- like what ignites it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I am not detached to my light. No. At all. No. They're not saying be detached from your light. It's just how you do it sometimes. It's like whatever. I'm oh, yeah. This. No, I'm not. I'm doing that. Yeah. Doesn't oh, matter. Doesn't matter. I'm going to be totally open to whatever comes because yeah, yeah. just like we were talking, I guess, in the last rela- in the last episode about like, or two episodes ago about sex, like you never know who's going to give you the best orgasm. You never know who's no, going to give you, you the best night. Mm-hmm. Like you just have to be open to all of it. Exactly. Um, I'm definitely not detached to my purpose. I'm no. detached to how I how This it was very up. purposeful. A detached relationship to your purpose. So we're not so hooked in to the process of our purpose. That we can't see it with a greater perspective. It has everything to do with the how. Maybe that, it's going to look like this. Maybe it's going to be like this today. Maybe next week it'll be something else. Yeah, I've got no idea. Yeah. I struggle sometimes like with that clarity. Mm-hmm. Am I clear? Am I not? Is it time yet? Is it not time yet? Mm. Do I wait a bit? Well, clarity will always denote when it, it is the proper moment. Yeah? Because when we're in this space, we don't even say if it's time or not. Is this the proper moment and you'll know because you will have the clarity okay and if you don't you don't have to act or you act but again with a sense of detachment and that way you're like "Eh, however it unfolds it unfolds yeah i'm way less invested it's a bit like for me so you had your dance party and then for me i was like "Eh, maybe i'll just go to dinner yeah well if i go to dinner then i want to go to this place well can't get a table Eh, maybe i won't go to dinner i think it's just really just trying to like wrap our heads around this concept because it's really just a complete release from any sort of I mean from the bounds of time and I was sort of thinking I can't even wrap my head around it I I mean yeah I mean when I think about this I'm like well this is a tough one if you can't wrap your head around it then I'm like oh god the reason why I have like I have like some of a relationship like I say my time my relationship's time is like significantly healed as we were discussing which is amazing considering but but i still have some resentment Mm -hmm. towards not who i am at all or where i am but when i am Mm -hmm. i do yeah so i think for me like as much as my relationship to time is healed it feels a little bit like ugh. you know we were talking about for example there's like you know three months off that i took and i'm just like or two and a half whatever it was and um, (laughs) no one's counting (laughs) but i was and I was like, why? Why do I feel this way? I want to act. I want to move. I want to do. Mm-hmm. I've spent way too long in my karma. I spent way too long hanging around. Mm-hmm. I spent way too long, even in that karmic process, undoing it all. For me, I'm like, it was all way too long to only discover what I already knew when I was a child. The idea that time really doesn't matter mm-hmm. to me, just I can't really imagine it. And don't get me wrong. I would not make one decision based on a fear of time running out over myself, mm-hmm. right? Like I supersede time. 
for me. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And that's a given. Yeah. Right? If I'm clear, I make the choice. If I don't, I don't. But a place where I'm really like, yeah, I'm cool with time. However, like it's just collapsed and just every moment is now moment. And I just get everything I want when I want it. It just seems a bit fantastical to me. I mean, I think we're all capable of achieving this, right? If we can release ourselves from, again, that toxic relationship to it. And I guess that just takes time. Lol. <laughs> it takes a willingness, to be honest. It doesn't, it's not about time so much in terms of a measure of moments, but a willingness to do that as opposed to like, it was my enemy and it's going to stay my enemy because I don't know how to make it my friend. There's a few things, right? You have to release yourself from this expectation that everything was about, you know, the when, like when this is supposed to happen and stuff like that. And as you've learned, you know, also kind of living from the heart is something that takes practice. Uh, Yeah. It takes many moments to be able to really get that down and nail it. In a way in which you stop questioning every little thing you do. You don't necessarily get to dictate how many times you have to do it in order for it to, in order to hardwire that one in. No, that's true. And I think also just like it, it does get to the point, fortunately or unfortunately, as we've discussed in other episodes, mm-hmm. where just like, well, I've got to listen to it. As I said earlier, nothing supersedes it, yeah. right? But if I stress about it, I'm just going to create such a dissonance within mm-hmm. myself is just not worth it because of the way we're socialized and it's reinforced in everything you know from all of our stories and all of our conditioning you'd have to pretty much be living in the woods yeah <laughs> off the grid mm. in order to really hone that skill mm-hmm. right yeah so you need to be able to give yourself as many opportunities as possible as you can attest to to really be able to come from that yeah right and that's all the way through the karma and then all the way out and then all the other bits. <laughs> Let's it. not sound so discouraging. <laughs> no, but it's not because I think it just comes naturally, right? It's actually really nice. It's, yeah. you know, that high that we talk about when you were like, when you something clicks after a healing and people get addicted to it. Yeah. Following your heart and listening to it and then watching it work out yeah. is that high. Mm-hmm. But because you don't need to go through all the shit first to get that high, it's like consistent little highs. It's actually quite joyful to do it. Because mm-hmm. you're like, oh yeah. And when it doesn't work out, you're like, okay, give it a minute. Something else will happen. Oh, yeah. And there you go. Oh, yeah. So that's like kind of that. how I would anyway. Yeah. So maybe that is a better relationship to time because I just said give it a minute. It is. It really is. <laughs> you're just like, okay, what has always worked for you despite that damage that your relationship to time had wrought, which was trusting in all your choices. That's just, it can't matter anymore when anything's going to happen or how it happens. It's just going to happen. Okay, so you remember how we had a conversation about guidance a few episodes ago. Yeah. And I talked about all the different structures. You have the guidance council and you have these like hierarchies. Okay. Right? And so up there in the hierarchy of the angels, below archangels, you have the time masters as one of them. That wasn't what I was looking for, but there's actually a classification for those angels. Okay. The cherubim, the seraphim, and the ophanim. And the ophanim are the time lords, right? Oh, I didn't know that's what they were called. Yeah. And so for me, like when I like work with time to understand time, I work with the Ophanim. They're not necessarily part of my guidance council, although I think that's happened already, but they have always served such a critical function that I had to ask, well, what do you do now? Like, where are you within this realm now if you are still a time lord and that has always been your function angels don't necessarily go off and like create another function they just are what they are yeah 
they're kind of one trick ponies like that, but they're just like really massively amazing. All the same, so you would never want to dismiss that skill. But like, I'm like, okay, but you're the Time Lords, you know, they are represented by the wheels. And so you're like, okay, well. Sorry, what does a Time Lord do usually? They ensure that time is always moving forward. So again, so like for for humanity, for the human race, they have everything to do with keeping humanity on a forward-moving evolutionary trajectory. Okay. That the human race does not regress. Okay. To the best of its ability, dear God, we're not doing such a great job at the moment, so <laughs> a little scary, but not their problem. For the Ophanim, in, or, in order for them to hold up their end of their job in terms of humanity's evolution, while understanding that time must shift out of its present and near future state, it means that, first of all, humanity has to pick up the slack, as in it has to become in charge of its evolution. It can't just kind of like leave it up to a handful of people who are just going to pull it along, right? So people are going to have to really step up and live in the present without the weight of the past, because as you can acknowledge, the less of your past you're carrying, the more present you can be. And then time you're not you're not racing against anything you're not pushing up against anything yeah. and so when there's no there's no energy pushing against something it frees up these time lords to be able to actually move everything faster so we could see greater progress we could see greater evolution for humanity and for souls if we just release ourselves from the past okay and can they do it on an individual level as well no and this is gonna it's collective Okay. It's collective, yeah. Okay. What they're showing me, it's like, it's just imagine is if you could actually become, and I don't mean you specifically, but yeah, yeah. imagine if somebody or just humanity can become a greater receptacle for this knowledge, right? Mm. The, that the ability to be in the full present without the weight of karma, without the weight of fear or resentment. Like they're saying, resentment's a really big one right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like that's one of the heaviest pieces that humanity is carrying. Mm. Like, I shouldn't be in this position. So, how do you free yourself from resentment? Effectively, forgiveness, which is just to give it back. Be like, this isn't my piece. Mm. It's only my piece if it's my karmic duty to carry it. Mm. But most, for most people, it doesn't belong to them. And forgiveness isn't like, oh, it's okay. It's more like, I'm just going to give this back. Wait, this isn't my shit. Yeah. You know, it's their shit. Somebody else's shit. Just imagine if a good chunk of humanity could be living fully in the present. That would be the utopia people imagine. Am I having fun in this moment? Yes, continue. No, change it. And then you can imagine if that chunk of humanity could be present in the moment. The amount of magic and transformation they could create just by being fully in body and transcendent beings. No, I can't imagine that. But interesting. Because yeah. if you're living in the past or you're living in the future, you're giving yourself over. Yeah. Right? So your energy is not fully centered. Yeah. To be honest, when I'm really shining my light, I'm in the present. And that's for me is the actual, the, uh, okay. the connection. And that's fair. Yeah. So imagine when you are fully engaged and that's yeah. where you start to get the high. Yeah. I got this. I got yeah. that. That can come only because you are fully present. Yes, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just when your mind is that stretched that it can't jump to the next thing. But that's why detachment is so important. Like, that's why this is coming after our episode about detachment. This is why this is coming after our episode about guidance and the physical body and all of that. about intimacy? You know, and (laughs) intimacy as well. Sorry, I've already forgotten all those previous episodes. But, like, 
that's why this is all coming after that. It's because, you know, this is really one of the final pieces of fate we have to discuss before we get to the next topic, which is bliss. Have we and finished this episode? That is the, I think that's the end of the lecture from the Ophanim. <laughs> yeah, we're good. <laughs> Thank you for listening. For more information, articles, and inspiration, find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review.